Chapter Three of the Song of the Cardinal by Jean Stratton Porter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three. Come here, come here, entreated the cardinal. He felt that his music was not reaching his standard as he burst into this new song. He was almost discouraged. No way seemed open to him but flight to the Limberloss, and he so disdained the swamp that love-making would lose something of its greatest charm if he were driven there for a mate. The time seemed ripe for stringent measures, and the cardinal was ready to take them, but how could he stringently urge a little mate that would not come on his imploring invitations? He listlessly pecked at the berries and flung abroad an acquiring chip with just an atom of hope. He frequently mounted to his choir loft and issued an order that savored far more of a plea. Come here, come here! And then, leaning, he listened intently to the voice of the river, lest he fail to catch the faintest responsive chook it might bear. He could hear the sniffling of carp wallowing beside the bank. A big pickerel slashed around, breakfasting on minnows opposite the sumac the black bass with gammy spring snapped up before it struck the water every luckless honey-laden insect that fell from the feast of sweets in a blossom whitened wild crab the sharp bark of the red squirrel and the low of the cattle lazily chewing their cuds among the willows came to him the hammering of a woodpecker on a dead sycamore a little above him rolled to his straining ears like a drum beat the cardinal hated the woodpecker more than he disliked the dove it was only foolishly effusive but the woodpecker was a veritable bluebeard the cardinal longed to pull the feathers from his back until it was as red as his head for the woodpecker had dressed his suit in finest style and with the dulcet tones and melting tenderness had gone according sweet as the doves had been his wooing and one more pang the lonely cardinal had suffered at being forced to witness his felicity yet scarcely had his plump amiable little mate consented to his caresses and approved the sycamore before he turned on her pecking her severely and pulled out a tuft of plumage from her breast there was not the least excuse for this tyrannical action and the sight filled the cardinal with rage he fully expected to see madame woodpecker divorce herself and flee her new home and he most earnestly hoped that she would but she did no such thing she meekly flattened her feathers hurried work in a lively manner and tried in every way to anticipate and avert her mate's displeasure under this treatment he grew more abusive and now madame woodpecker dodged every time she came within his reach it made the cardinal feel so vengeful that he longed to go up and drum the sycamore with the woodpecker's head until he taught him how to treat his mate properly there was plenty of lark music rolling with the river and that morning brought the first liquid golden notes of the oreos they had arrived at dawn and were overjoyed with their homecoming for they were darting from bank to bank singing exquisitely on wing there seemed no end to the bird voices that floated with the river 
and yet there was no beginning to the one voice for which the cardinal waited with passionate longing the oreo's singing was so inspiring that it tempted the cardinal to another effort and perching where he gleamed crimson and black against the april sky he tested his voice and when the sure of his tones he entreatedly called come here come here just then he saw her she came daintily over the earth soft as down before the wind a rosy flush suffused her plumage a coral beak her very feet pink the shyest most timid little thing alive her bright eyes were popping with fear and down there among the ferns anemones and last year's dried leaves she tilted her sleek crested head and peered at him with frightened wonder and silent helplessness it was for this the cardinal had waited hoped and planned for many days he had rehearsed what he conceived to be every point of the situation and yet he was not prepared for the thing that suddenly happened to him he had expected to reject many applicants before he selected one to match his charms but instantly the shy little creature slipping along near earth taking a surreptitious peek at him made him feel a very small bird and he certainly never before had felt small the crushing possibility that somewhere there might be a cardinal that was larger brighter and a finer musician than he staggered him and worst of all his voice broke suddenly to his complete embarrassment half screened by the flowers she seemed so little so shy so delightfully sweet he chirped carefully once or twice to steady himself and clear his throat for unaccountably it had grown dry and husky and then he tenderly tried again come here come here implored the cardinal he forgot all about his dignity he knew that his voice was trembling with eagerness and hoarse with fear he was afraid to attempt approaching her but he leaned toward her begging and pleading he teased and insisted and he did not care a particle if he did it suddenly seemed an honor to coax her he rocked on the limb he sidestepped and hopped and gyrated gracefully he fluffed and flirted and showed himself to every advantage it never occurred to him that the dove and the woodpecker might be watching though he would not have cared in the least if they had been and as for any other cardinal he would have attacked the combined forces of the limberlost and rainbow bottom he sang and sang every impulse of passion in his big crimson palpitating body was thrown into those notes but she only turned her head from side to side peering at him seeming sufficiently frightened to flee at a breath and answered not even the faintest little chook of encouragement the cardinal rested a second before he tried again that steadied him and gave him better command of himself he could tell that his notes were clearing and growing sweeter he was improving perhaps she was interested there was some encouragement in the fact that she was still there the cardinal felt that his time had come come here come here was on his mettle now surely no cardinal could sing fuller clearer sweeter notes he began at the very first and rollicking through a story of adventure coloring it 
with every wild dashing catchy note he could improvise he followed that with a rippling song of joy and fullness of spring in notes as light and airy as the wind-blown soul of melody and with swaying body kept time to his rhythmic pressures then he glided into a song of love and tenderly pleadingly passionately told the story as only a courting bird can tell it then he sang a song of ravishment a song quavering with fear and the pain tugging at his heart he almost had run the gamut and she really appeared as if she intended to flee rather than come to him he was afraid to take even one timid little hop toward her in a fit of desperation the cardinal burst into the passion song he arose to his full height leaned toward her with outspread quivering wings and crest flaring to its utmost and rocking from side to side in the intensity of his fervor he poured out a perfect torrent of palpitant song his cardinal body swayed to the rolling flood of his ecstatic notes until he appeared like a flaming pulsing note of materialized music as he entreated coaxed commanded and pled from sheer exhaustion he threw up his head to round off the last note he could utter he breathlessly glanced down to see if she were coming caught sight of a faint streak of gray in the distance he had planned so to subdue the little female he courted that she would come to him he was in hot pursuit a half a day's journey away before he remembered it no other cardinal ever endured such a chase as she led him in the following days through fear and timidity she had kept most of her life in the underbrush the cardinal was a bird of the open fields and treetops he loved to rock with the wind and speed arrow-like in the great plunges of flight this darting and twisting over logs among leaves and through tangled thickets tired tried and exasperated him more than hundreds of miles of open flight sometimes he drove her from cover and then she wildly dashed uphill and down dale seeking another thicket but wherever she went the cardinal was only a breath behind her and with every passing mile his passion for her grew there was no time to eat bathe or sing only mile after mile of unceasing pursuit it seemed that the little creature could not stop if she would and as for the cardinal he was in that chase to remain until his last heartbeat it was a question how the frightened bird kept in advance she was visibly the worst for this ardent courtship two tail feathers were gone and there was a broken one beating from her wing once she had flown too low striking her head against a rail until a drop of blood came and she cried pitifully several times the cardinal had cornered her and tried to hold her by a bunch of feathers and compel her by force to listen to reason but she only broke from his hold and dashed away a stricken thing leaving him half dead with longing and remorse but no matter how baffled she grew or where she fled in her headlong flight the one thing she always remembered was not to lead the cardinal into the punishment that awaited him in rainbow bottom panting for breath 
quivering with fear longing for well-concealed retreats worn and half blinded by the disasters of flight through strange country the tired bird beat her aimless way but she would have been torn to pieces before she would have led her magnificent pursuer into the wrath of his enemies poor little feathered creature she had been fleeing some kind of danger all her life she could not realize that love and protection had come in this splendid guise as she fled on and on once the cardinal arcing with passion and love fell behind that she might rest and before he realized that another bird was close an impudent big relative of his straying from the limberloss entered the race and pursued her so hotly that with a note of utter panic she wheeled and darted back to the cardinal for protection when to the rush of rage that possessed him at the sight of a rival was added the knowledge that she was seeking him in her extremity such a mighty wave of anger swept the cardinal that he appeared twice his real size like a flaming brand of vengeance he struck that limber-lost upstart and sent him rolling to the earth a mass of battered feathers with beak and claw he made his attack and when he so utterly demolished his rival that he hopped away trembling with dishevelled plumage stained with his own blood the cardinal remembered his little love and hastened back confidently hoping for his reward she was so securely hidden that although he went searching calling pleading he found no trace of her the remainder of that day the cardinal almost went distracted and his tender imploring cries would have moved any except a panic-stricken bird he did not even know in what direction to pursue her night closed down and found him in a fever of love sick fear but it brought rest and wisdom she could not have gone very far she was too worn he would not proclaim his presence soon she would suffer past enduring for food and water he hid in the willows close where he had lost her and waited with what patience he could and it was a wise plan shortly after dawn moving stilly at the break of day trembling with fear she came slipping to the river for a drink it was almost brutal cruelty but her fear must be overcome some way and with a cry of triumph the cardinal in a plunge of flight was beside her she gave him one stricken look and dashed away the chase began once more and continued until she was visibly breaking there was no room for a rival that morning the cardinal flew abreast of her and gave her a crest or attempted a kiss whenever he found the slightest chance she was almost worn out her flights were wavering and growing shorter the cardinal did his utmost if she paused to rest he crept close as he dared and piteously begged come here come here when she took wing he so dexterously intercepted her course that several times she found refuge in his sumac without realizing where she was and when she did that he perched just as closely as he dared and while they both rested he sang to her a soft little whispered love song deep in his throat and with every note he gently edged nearer she turned her head from him 
and although she was panting for breath and palpitant with fear the cardinal knew that he dared not go closer or she would dash away like the wild thing she was the next time she took wing she found him so persistently in her course that she turned sharply and fled panting to the sumac when this had happened so often that she seemed to recognize the sumac as a place of refuge the cardinal slipped aside and spent all his remaining breath in an exultant whistle of triumph for now she was beginning to see his way he dashed into mid-air and with a gyration that would have done credit to a flycatcher he snapped up a gadfly that should have been more alert with a tender chip from branch to branch slowly cautiously he came with it because he was half starved himself he knew that she must be almost famished holding it where she could see he hopped toward her eagerly carefully the gadfly in his beak his heart in his mouth he stretched his neck and legs to the limit as he reached the fly toward her what matter that she took it with a snap and plunged a quarter of a mile before eating it she had taken food from him that was the beginning cautiously he impelled her toward the sumac with untiring patience kept her there the remainder of the day he caressed her he carried her every choice morsel he could find in the immediate vicinity of the sumac and occasionally she took a bit from his beak though oftenest he was compelled to lay it on a limb beside her at dusk she repeatedly dashed toward the underbrush but the cardinal with endless patience and tenderness maneuvered her to the sumac until she gave up beneath the shelter of a neighboring grapevine perched on a limb that was the cardinal's own chosen resting place tucked her tired head beneath her wing and went to rest when she was soundly sleeping the cardinal crept as closely as he dared and with one eye on his little gray love and the other roving for any possible danger he spent a night of watching for danger that might approach he was almost worn out but this was infinitely better than the previous night at any rate for now he not only knew where she was but she was fast asleep in his own favorite place huddled on the limb the cardinal gloated over her he found her beauty perfect to be sure she was disheveled but she could make her toilet there were a few feathers gone but they would grow speedily she made a heart-satisfying picture on which the cardinal feasted his love-sick soul by the light of every straying moonbeam that slid around the edges of the grape leaves wave after wave of tender passion shook him in his throat half the night he kept softly calling to her come here come here next morning when the robins announced day beside the shining river she awoke with a start but before she could decide in which direction to fly she discovered a nice fresh grub laid on a limb close to her and very sensibly remained for breakfast then the cardinal went to the river and bathed he made such a delightful play of it and the splash of the water sounded so refreshing to the tired draggled bird that she could not resist venturing for a few dips when she was wet she could not fly well 
and he improved the opportunity to pull her broken quills help her dress herself and bestow a few extra caresses he guided her to his favorite place for a sun bath and followed the farmer's plow in the cornfield until he found a big sweet beetle he snapped off its head peeled the stiff wing shields and daintily offered it to her he was so delighted when she took it from his beak and remained in the sumac to eat it that he established himself on the adjoining thorn bush where the snowy blossoms of a wild morning glory made a fine background for his scarlet coat he sang with the old pleading song as he never had sung it before for now there was a tinge of hope battling with the fear in his heart over and over he sang rounding fulling swelling every note leaning toward her in coaxing tenderness flashing his brilliant beauty as he swayed and rocked for her approval and all that he had suffered and all that he had hoped for was in his song just when his heart was growing sick within him his straining ear caught the faintest most timid call a lover ever answered only one imploring gentle chook from the sumac his song broke in a suffocating burst of exultation cautiously he hopped from twig to twig toward her with tender throaty murmurings he slowly edged nearer and wonders of wonders with tired eyes and quivering wings she reached him her beak for a kiss at dinner that day the farmer said to his wife maria if you want to hear the prettiest singin and see the cutest sight you ever saw just come down along the line fence and watch the antics all that redbird we've been hearin i don't know as redbirds are so scarce at dives any call to wade through slush a half a mile to see one answered maria footing's pretty good along the line fence said abram and you never saw a redbird like this fellow he's as big as two common ones he's so red every bush he lights on looks like it was a fire it's past all question he's been somebody's pet and he's taken me for the man i can get in six feet of him easy he's the finest bird i ever set eyes on and as for singing he's dropped the weather and he's askin folks to his housewarmin' to-day he's been there alone for a week and his singin's been first class but to-day he picked up a mate and he's tickled as ever i was i'm really consarned for fear he'll burst himself maria sniffed course don't come if you're tired honey said the farmer i thought maybe you'd enjoy it he's a-doin me a power o good my joints are limbered up till i catch myself pretty near runnin on the furrows and then down towards the fence i'll go slow so's to stay near him as long as i can maria stared abram johnson have you gone daft she demanded abram chuckled not a mite dafter than ye'd be honey once ye'd set eyes on the feller better come if you can you're invited he's askin the whole endurin country to come maria said nothing more but she mentally decided she had no time to fool with a bird when there was housekeeping and spring sewing to do 
as she recalled abram's enthusiastic praise of the singer and had a whiff of the odor-laden air as she passed from kitchen to spring-house she was compelled to admit that it was a temptation to go but she finished her noon work and resolutely sat down with her needle she stitched industriously her thread straightening with a quick nervous sweep learned through the years of experience and if her eyes wandered riverward she paused frequently with a rested hand and listened intently she did not realize it by two o'clock a spirit of unrest that demanded recognition had taken possession of her setting her lips firmly a scowl clouded her brow she stitched on by half-past two her hands dropped in her lap abram's new hickory shirt slid to the floor and she hesitantly arose and crossed the room to the closet from which she took her overshoes and set them by the kitchen fire to have them ready in case she wanted them pshaw she muttered i got this shirt to finish this afternoon there's butter and bacon in the morning and mary jane sims is coming for a visit in the afternoon she returned to the window and took up the shirt sewing with unusual swiftness for the next half hour but by three she dropped it and opened the kitchen door gazed toward the river every intoxicating delight of early spring was in the air the breeze that fanned her cheek was laden with subtle perfume pollen and the crisp fresh odor of unfolding leaves curling skyward like a beckoning finger went a spiral of violet and gray smoke from a log heap abram was burning and scattered over spaces of a mile were half a dozen others telling a story of activity to his neighbors like the low murmur of distant music came the beating wings of hundreds of her bees rimming the water trough insane with thirst on the woodpile the guinea cock clattered incessantly foot back foot back across the door yard came the old turkey gobbler with fan tail and rasping scrap of wing evincing his delight in spring and mating time by a series of explosive snorts on the barnyard gate the old shanghai was lustily challenging to mortal combat one of his kind three miles across country from the river arose the stringent scream of her blue gander jealously guarding his harem in the poultry-yard the hens made a noisy clackling party and the stable lot was filled with cattle bellowing for the freedom of the pasture and yet scarcely ready for grazing it seemed to the little woman hesitating in the doorway as if all nature had entered into a conspiracy to lure her from her work and just then clear and impetuous arose the demand of the cardinal come here come here blank amazement filled her face as i'm a living woman she gasped he's changed his song that's what abram meant by me being invited he's asked folks to come see his mate i'm going the dull red of excitement sprang into her cheeks she hurried on her overshoes and drew an old shawl over her head she crossed the dooryard followed the path through the orchard and came to the lane below the barn 
she turned back and attempted to cross the mud was deep and thick and she lost an overshoe but with the help of a stick she pried it out and replaced it joke on me if i'd a tumbled over in this mud she muttered she entered the barn and came out a minute later carefully closing and buttoning the door and started down the line fence toward the river halfway across the field abram saw her coming no need to recount how often he had looked in that direction during the afternoon he slapped the lines on the old gray's back and came tearing down the slope his eyes flashing his cheeks red his hands firmly gripping the plow that rolled up a black mold as he passed maria stared at his flushed face and shining eyes recognized that his whole being proclaimed an inward exultation abram johnson she solemnly demanded have you got the power yes cried abram pulling off his old felt hat and gazing into the crown as if for inspiration you said it honey i got the power got it of a little red bird power of spring power of song power of love and if that poor little red target for some ordinary cuss's bullet can get all he's getting out of life today there's no cause why a thinking man shouldn't realize some of his blessings you hit it maria i got the power it's the power of god but i learned how to lay hold of it from that little red bird come here maria abram wrapped the lines around the plow handle and cautiously led his wife to the fence he found a piece of thick bark for her to stand on and placed her where she would be screened by a big oak and then he stood behind her and pointed out the sumac of the female bird just to keep still a minute and you'll feel paid for coming all right honey he whispered but don't make any sudden movement i don't know if i ever saw a worse-looking specimen as she is answered maria she looks first class to him there's no kick coming on his part i can tell you replied abram the bride hopped shyly through the sumac she pecked at the dried berries and frequently tried to improve her plumage which certainly had been badly draggled and there was a drop of blood dried at the base of her beak she plainly showed the effects of her rough experience and yet she was a most attractive bird for the dimples in her plump body showed through the feathers and instead of unusual wickedly black eyes of the cardinal family hers were a soft tender brown touched by a love light there was no mistaking she was a beautiful bird and she was doing all her power to make herself dainty again her movements indicated how timid she was and yet she remained in the sumac as if she feared to leave it and frequently peered expectantly among the treetops there was a burst of exultation down the river the little bird gave her plumage a fluff and watched anxiously on came the cardinal like a flaming rocket calling to her on wing he alighted beside her dropping into her beak a morsel of food gave her a kiss to aid digestion caressingly ran his beak the length of her wing quills 
and flew to the dogwood mrs cardinal enjoyed the meal it struck her palate exactly right she liked the kiss and caress cared in fact for all that he did for her and with the appreciation of his tenderness came repentance for the dreadful chase she had led him in her foolish fright and an impulse to repay she took a dainty hop toward the dogwood and the invitation she sent him was exquisite with a shrill whistle of exultant triumph the cardinal answered at a headlong rush the farmer's grip tightened on his wife's shoulder but maria turned toward him with blazing tear-filled eyes and you call yourself a decent man abram johnson decent quavered the astonished abram decent i believe i am i believe you ain't hotly retorted his wife you don't know what decency is if you go peeking at them they ain't birds they're folks maria pled abram maria honey i'm plumb ashamed of you broke in maria how do you suppose she'd feel if she knew there'd be a man here peeking at her ain't she got the right to be lovin and tender ain't she got the right to pay him best she knows they're just common human beings and i don't know where you got the privilege to spy on a female when she's doin the best she knows maria broke from his grasp and started down the fence line in a few strides abram had her in his arms his withered cheek with its springtime bloom pressed against her equally withered tear-stained one maria he whispered waveringly maria honey i wasn't meaning any disrespect to the sex maria wiped her eyes on the corner of her shawl i don't suppose you was abram she admitted but you're just like all the rest of men you never think now go on with your plowin and let the little female alone she unclasped his arms and turned homeward honey called abram softly since you brought him that pocket full o wheat you might as well let me have it landy exclaimed maria blushing i plumb forgot my wheat i thought maybe bein so early picking was scarce and if you put out a little wheat and a few crumbs they'd stay a nest in the sumac as you're so fond of them just what i'm fairly prayin they'll do and i've been carryin stuff and pettin him up the best i knowed for a week said abram as he knelt and cupped his shrinkin hands while maria guided the wheat from her apron into them i'll scatter it along the top rail and they'll be after it in fifteen minutes thank you maria twas good of you to think of it maria watched him steadily how dear he was how dear he had always had been how happy they were together abram she asked hesitantly is there anything else i could do for your birds there were creatures of habitual repression and the inner glimpses they had taken of each other that day were surprises they scarcely knew how to meet abram said nothing because he could not he slowly shook his head and turned to the plough his eyes misty maria started toward the line fence but she paused repeatedly to listen and it was no wonder for all the redbirds from miles down the river had gathered around the sumac to see if there were a battle in berlin 
but it was only the cardinal turning somersaults in the air and screaming with bursting exuberance come here come here end of chapter three